This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast that chats true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, folklore, a little bit of this and a little bit of that every week so that you can have a distraction from everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, Alex. Hey, Christy. And this week we are back talking paranormal. And before we dive into what paranormal hotspot we're going to be chatting about, I have a hot question for you, Christy. What is it? What is your need for a distraction? Let the people know. Didn't see that coming. Okay, my distraction this week. Um, we just had a very busy weekends slash week of wedding planning. Not myself, for a friend. And it was just a lot. And I'm like, I need a break now. So this is my distraction from all of the stress I've had all week. And I feel like I'm in zombie mode and I have a bit of insomnia going on. So I need a distraction from what's been going on lately. I will jump on that bandwagon and say that is also my need for a distraction. As some of you may recall from last week, when we released our one of our Patreon episodes, we were at our dear friend Jenna's wedding, and it's just been a busy month. September has been off the charts busy, so I would really just enjoy talking about ghosts and stuff to distract from all the all the busyness we've been dealing with we just need some spooky distractions which is a perfect segue into this week's paranormal distraction which has us packing our hypothetical bags because america your borders are still closed to us canadians so uh can't go and we're super depressed about it super depressed about it but hypothetically we're going to gettysburg pennsylvania to a former home turned museum known as the jenny wade house now before we get into the haunts Of course, we have to go over the history. So those not local to the area, or maybe don't know the history of this house, may be wondering, who was Jenny Wade and what makes this house so damn important? Because, well, that was was my first question. What? Why is this house important? Why am I even talking about it? Well, this story is more about Jenny and what happened in the house located at 548 Baltimore Street in Gettysburg. Jenny was born Mary Virginia Jenny Wade on May 21st, 1843 in Gettysburg. Our little Gemini was one of six children, Captain James Wade Sr. and Mary Ann Philby Wade. From what I gathered, James Wade wasn't around a lot and Mary Ann seemed to be kind of the primary caregiver to the children. According to documentation I read, Jenny had helped earn money for the family at one point, by becoming a seamstress. So I don't know necessarily if the family was financially struggling or not, but I believe from a young-ish age, Jenny kind of pitched in when she could being a seamstress for, you know, the community at the time. Just helping out the fam. That's, That's nice of her. Exactly. There was a little bit of hot gossip I read, noting that Jenny may have become engaged to her childhood friend Johnson Jack Skelly before the Civil War. This rumor basically was backed up as she reportedly kept a a photo of him in her pocket. However, there was no official engagement announcements or a wedding, so it's just some hot afternoon tea. 
Some may be wondering what makes Jenny stand out among the rest of the folks in Pennsylvania in the 1800s. Well, sometime around the end of June, early July, potentially July 1st, because dates are all over the place, of course, but... Within the year of 1863, Jenny and her family had gone to her sister George's house at 548 Baltimore Street in Gettysburg. One of the reasons for going there was to help Georgia out with her new baby and, well, try to avoid some violent drama coming to town. For any of our listeners who are American Civil War buffs, I'm sure you're aware of what was happening around this time. July 1st, 1863 is a very important date that I'm sure our American listeners may recall as it was the first day of the Battle of Gettysburg. Very important day for them. Exactly. And without doing a deep dive into the battle and basically straying way too far away from our story, I'll say a little, little blurb about the battle for those who, like myself, aren't well-versed in what this was and why it was important because... We here in Canada, I don't remember ever learning about the Civil War in any history class. And if I, if we did, I don't remember any of the information that was thrusted upon me. Um, I'm sure as listeners have learned before that history was my least favorite subject and I refuse to remember any of it ever. <laughs> so essentially the Battle of Gettysburg seemed to be an offshoot of the Civil War, a.k.a. the Confederates versus the Union. It was a tense time in America and Gettysburg was not immune to it at all. Back to the Wades. So, as mentioned, Jenny and her family are visiting her sister Georgia at her home in Gettysburg. I can imagine the family was doing their thing, maybe catching up on town gossip, hanging out with a charcuterie board, or, you know, trying not to run into any Confederate soldiers, when all of a sudden an alleged 150 bullets pierced through the house. That's a little bit of exaggeration. Why did they have to go all out like that? I mean... It was a civil war. I don't know, but a little bit, a little bit much if, if you ask me for sure. Now, luckily no one but the house was injured, traumatized probably, but not injured. The house essentially suffered from numerous bullet holes, kind of outside damage, what have you. The family stayed in the home afterwards, which makes me kind of wonder if they thought that the battle would maybe venture off away since they already tried to make Swiss cheese out of George's home. Not only that, but the family reportedly took care of the soldiers who were injured nearby, so it kind of became a little bit of a makeshift hospital. The second reasoning kind of sounds more probable, but you never know. I will say, some sources claim that the 150-bullet situation happened on July 3rd as opposed to July 1st. Regardless, we're now going to jump to July 3rd, 1986. On this day, Jenny was allegedly in her sister's kitchen area kneading dough for bread, minding her own damn business, when a hollow-based bullet traveled through the kitchen door and the parlor door of her sister's house from outside. This bullet pierced Jenny's left shoulder blade, went through her heart, and ended up in her corset. 20-year-old Jenny was killed instantly. I was going to say, that sounds like a in-detail kill shot. That's very unfortunate. It's wild, though, the fact it went through two doors. Two doors. And the bullet came from outside. I mean, this bullet must have been hollow you as s- hell. I was going to say, it's like a hollow point or something? I'm assuming, yeah. It just said a hollow, ba- hollow based bullet. Yeah, I don't know my ammo very well, but anytime I hear that there's a hollow point type thing in crime shows, those are the worst type of bullets. So, yeah. 
Not good at all. Union soldiers reportedly had to take Jenny's body down to the basement of the home for a period of time as Confederate soldiers were nearby and basically they didn't want to risk any more casualties. Based on what I read, she was then buried in the backyard before being relocated to a cemetery. So remember that rumored boo she had reportedly maybe been engaged to that I mentioned earlier? Skelly? Does that ring a bell? out of the woodworks, I'm assuming. Well, some claim that Jenny had his picture in her pocket on that fateful July 3rd day. So further fueling those rumors that perhaps they were engaged or at least romantically tied. Interesting. It's so sad though, right? And it's going to get sadder. So Jack Skelly died nine days later from wounds sustained in the Second Battle of Winchester. According to the Battlefields website, Jenny was the only civilian killed by a gunshot during the Battle of Gettysburg. Georgia, Jenny's sister, fought for her sister to have a large gravesite and a perpetually raised American flag. I mean, Jenny was the only reported person who died by a gunshot wound in that battle. And all she was doing was trying to make bread allegedly for the soldiers. Georgia would win this ongoing fight to remember her sister, and now Jenny's gravesite is one of the few sites in the United States with a perpetual raised flag in honor of a woman, according to the Battlefield's website. So it's kind of a big deal. Well, it sounds kind of deserving since she was one of the few that did die in the war. Well, not only that, but she was literally making bread for the soldiers. I mean, she deserves the world. She deserves all of the bread. Just everything and didn't deserve to die by any means shape or form no not whatsoever so georgia's house once again located at 548 baltimore street in gettysburg would eventually become a civil war based museum known today as the jenny wade house further in a direct quote from the gettysburg battlefield tour website regarding the museum quote Artifacts from that fatal day in 1863 are on display as well, including the artillery shell that punctured the roof of the house and a floorboard with Jenny's blood still on it, end quote. That's very historically cool, but very sad that that's on display and her blood is on it and that's what's there. Yeah, it's a, I don't know how to describe it really other than very, I mean, You go to different museums, and depending on which kind of museum you go in, they're very clean, pristine, you know, there's, it's just very lifelike. It's just a reminder of what actually happened, and that this wasn't just another story from so many years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's very, it's just a reminder of how real the situation was. Mm -hmm. And like, not trying to say like a super morbid way of showing it off, but you're like, yeah, that's like the realism. This is what happened. This is literal evidence of what happened. Yes. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I don't think it will surprise listeners or you, Christy, to hear that this place is haunted given the notion that there was a very tragic death on site. And it also saw one of the bloodiest battles known to American history, that of the Battle of Gettysburg. Shocker. Not only that, but the house has been there since the 1800s, in which I'd like to think of it as kind of maybe being a sponge of historical events since it was built to even now. I think this is a good time to kind of switch gears and turn things from historical to downright haunted. Yes, I would love you to spill the tea and all the spooky stuff of the story. I do mind the history. I do enjoy it, but we want the goods. Wait, am I turning you on to history now? Are you actually enjoying history? No, I enjoy the backdrop <laughs> part. I don't enjoy history. Just, no. Well, Give me the spooks. Give me the spooky stuff. All right, all right. Twist my arm, why don't you? So in terms of the haunts, I'm going to assume that many tuning in speculate right off the hop that Jenny is haunting the house. I mean, like, 
it's kind of fair to speculate, as she did die there very tragically and suddenly. People have allegedly claimed for generations that they have seen an apparition that looks like Jenny walk around the home. I will discuss EVPs in a bit, but some believe that Jenny is responsible for a lot of the female-sounding EVPs caught in the home. According to the Full Dark Paranormal Explorers YouTube video, there have also been reports that Jenny and George's father, James, as kind of being one of the more common spirits seen in the home. In this YouTube video is where I kind of learned more about why James wasn't in the picture. As mentioned earlier, it seemed it was more so Mary being the primary caregiver of Jenny and her siblings. So in doing my research, I skimmed across a Wikipedia page about Jenny and did see that her father allegedly was committed to a mental hospital, being the reason he wasn't mentioned in the setup of the family, which was also backed up by the research done by the full Dark Paranormal Explorers. Well, that makes sense. If he was in that home or that like institution, then that's why he wasn't in the picture. Exactly. And I believe the reason why he was in the institution from what the Full Dark Paranormal Explorers had stated was due to alleged insanity. So I don't know exactly what that partakes in terms of what a diagnosis of that would be in, in 2021. But regardless, he just wasn't he wasn't doing so well. So maybe he was, I mean, I want to say he was at the right place, but it was also the 1800s and mental institutions probably weren't, uh, you know, the best as we know from other episodes. Probably the best place for the right title, but maybe not the best environment as per those times. Yes. But that's unfortunate that that's just that he was out of the picture for that reason. Exactly. So further referencing the full dark paranormal explorers YouTube video, James reportedly is known to haunt the basement of the home. Although the full dark paranormal crew didn't seem to catch anything at first when they were in the basement, they did reportedly capture an EVP that apparently sounded to be a male voice. However, they weren't able to, from what I gather, really get anything out of it. So one of the crew members named Amy was given the recorder and at that point, there seemed to be this male voice that kind of came through the recorder. I couldn't hear anything from the recording, but mind you, I also wasn't there when it happened in real life time. So who's to say, right? Yeah, it's one thing to be recording and hear it, like kind of playing back, trying to catch what it said versus like you're there and you caught it, but you're like, well, I was a person heard what it said and I know what it said or is it something specific? Exactly. And that's the power of perspective. But other than this EVP, I wasn't able to find out much more to back up that James may be haunting the home. However, that doesn't mean he isn't or that I may have missed something, you know, on the interweb while doing my research. The next spooky situation happening here comes from the claims that there are approximately seven ghost children that occupy the home. Seven ghost children that have nothing to do with this family? Basically, yes. So... Yeah, so there seems to be reports of a former orphanage that used to exist across the road from the Jenny Wade house. In what appears to maybe be local lore, the children from this orphanage would run and hide in the Jenny Wade house from the staff at the orphanage. Because similar to mental institutions way back when, as some listeners may know, orphanages also don't necessarily have the most greatest history in terms of care and treatment, depending on location and all of that fun stuff right so mm-hmm. yeah, and if there was her safe space going across the road to her house it's like well that would be kind of make sense where their ghosts would want to live they don't want to be haunting the orphanage even though maybe so but the good spot 
Yeah, so maybe, you know, when the kids were orphans at this orphanage, when they were hiding at the Jenny Wade house, that's where they felt the most safe. And maybe that energy of feeling safe or that terror of maybe running away stuck to that house, kind of like a sponge. Uh, people have claimed mm-hmm. to feel small childlike hands grab at them when they're trying to leave the museum, almost as if it is one of the ghost kids asking you not to leave. Which is also very heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, but it's like terrifying. You're like leaving and it's just this little squeeze in your arm and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't buy anything from the gift shop, but you do not need to squeeze my hand like this. With your haunted little fingers. Uh, Other reports of suspected paranormal activity include disembodied footsteps and voices, miscellaneous clear EVPs. One, for example, that I heard on a YouTube video was a woman saying, quote, whoever stole this? Oh, it is your cross ribbon. Another two EVPs that kind of spooked me out when doing my research was of a female sounding voice, which faintly said, hold me, while the other one said, shot in that door. And apparently that was captured near the kitchen slash parlor door area. Where she was shot. Yes. Interesting. Yes, uh, the Barefoot Paranormal team caught a male-sounding voiced EVP saying, Hey, you, which, ugh, I don't like that. I don't like, like that. Like coming off sassy or coming off like creepy? Can't tell. I'm going to say both. I, I feel as though when someone says, hey, you, to me, I get anxious. I'm alarmed. Gives you immediate goosebumps. Immediate goosebumps. Please never say that to me ever. Especially if that's all you say and you don't follow up with something else. Just... Just, hey, you. Oh, no. Mm, don't like it. Uh, again, the Barefoot team seemed to have captured a female EVP of someone saying, quote, get more people. So I don't know if they're trying to get the tourism <laughs> numbers up. <laughs> numbers up or like, yeah. you with back in the times. It's interesting. I wonder what that was meant for. What is meant by? Right. There have also been reports of cold spots randomly in the home, which I mean, the house is old, so insulation might not be great. Orbs and light anomalies have been seen around the home. People randomly experience pain in their stomachs or an overwhelming feeling of sadness. Shadow figures have been known to be seen in the basement, which, once again, that could be Jenny's dad. We don't really know. It wasn't necessarily tied in. And finally, people claim to hear loud, unexpected bangs come from seemingly nowhere. Just, you know, doing the little tappy-tap on the walls, give a little music, whatnot. Yeah. Do you have to let the living know that you're still around? Sometimes you do that by throwing a lamp across the room. Sometimes you do a little tap on the on the wall. Whatever floats your boat. However you want to make your presence known. Whichever type of violence you chose that day. Basically. So to kind of summarize this week's distraction... Given the home's age, along with the tragic history that took place, it's no doubt that people speculate the Jenny Wade home to be one of the most haunted locations in Pennsylvania. We've got a building that still has the original fixings, blood included, of a very tragic situation that took place. I think given the history and that a lot of the raw items from one of the home's most tragic moments are still inside, I wouldn't be surprised if we have another offhand stone tape theory situation happening, similar to some of our previous haunted locations. Once again, this theory states that the stone acts like a memory stick and can help manifest certain energies into paranormal phenomena. Even though I can't say whether the house is made up of any stone, I wasn't able to really figure that out, I wondered in doing my research if perhaps there's something else causing a similar effect. I could be coming way out of left field on this one, but I do believe in the notion that if there is tragedy in a certain type of location, that tragedy can manifest one way or another into something. Either that 
that or multiple people for many years have been reporting the same thing about it being haunted, which who knows? I mean, sometimes it takes one person to say, oh, did you hear that this place is haunted? And then it to become local lore. However, did listen to a couple of EVPs from this place. And I'm not going to lie. There's something going on, I think. Yeah, it could be rumors like people say things are haunted and then it builds the hype and then it becomes a well-known haunted place people keep going and they would oh i heard something i felt something i do want to end on a bit of a local rumor though which i thought was interesting and i found this on the civil war ghost website in a direct quote there persists rumors that if you place your finger in the hole of one of the doors that was penetrated when jenny died you will become engaged not long after my advice is to not stick your finger in places it doesn't belong but that's just me I feel as though that's a little bit eh. I don't really know if I like that or not. That's funny that you say, oh, they're becoming engaged. Because as soon as you said that, I was like, where is this going? And then it goes to that. And I was like, okay, but it could have gotten a lot worse. It could have gotten a lot worse. I'm glad it only went to that. <laughs> that level but anyways if you are listening and you have gone to the jenny wade house or plan to go email us your experiences as we would love to hear from you and love to hear them and that is the jenny wade house in gettysburg pennsylvania aka this week's paranormal destruction bookiness for my lovely sunday as always Yes, and as always, I'd like to shout out my lovely resources. So thank you so much to the American Battlefield Trust website at battlefields.org, the Gettysburg Battlefield Tour website, the Civil War Ghost website, the YouTube video Ghost Adventures Jenny Wade House, uploaded by user GA Crew Fan 77 on March 15th, 2011. Uh, Ghost Adventures did go to this place. However, I couldn't find a full video of it. So if you are listening, anyone who lives in the States that maybe works for Discovery, can you please get them to get Discovery Plus in Canada for the love of God? Because I want to be able to watch Ghost Adventures. I was like, it's so hard to find content on that stuff. Like, kind of snippet videos or old videos. It's, like, impossible, it seems. I know. So we need Discovery Plus ASAP. I would be happy to pay whatever money it is to get a subscription just so I could catch up on Ghost Adventures. And they have other paranormal shows, too, from what I gathered. Any amount of money you pay it? Anything for Baggins at this rate. And speaking of giving things away, I would like to also give thanks to the YouTube video Historical EVPs Haunted House Jenny Wade. Great EVPs uploaded by user Peachy25Web on March 8th, 2012. <laughs> the YouTube video Jenny Wade House Ghosts of Gettysburg uploaded by the paranormal side on august 2nd 2020 the youtube video barefoot paranormal jenny wade house gettysburg pa part two uploaded by barefoot paranormal on july 23rd 2011 thank you to the youtube video investigating the infamous jenny wade house haunted gettysburg uploaded by full dark paranormal explorers on september 18th 2020 and finally Thank you so very much to the Only In Your State website, aka one of the best websites. I love accessing them for research. Uh, but thank you so much for the article by Beth Price Williams called You'll Be Haunted by the History of the Jenny Wade House, Jenny's Home and a Civil War Site in Pennsylvania, which was uploaded on October 19th, 2020. Now, Christy, can you tell our fine listeners how they can support the show, where to find us, and just 
all the fun stuff that you do every Sunday. Yes, our lovely listeners. So where to find us? Again, pretty much any platform you listen to podcasts on, you can find us. But just to list a few, we have Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on there, please feel free to go on and give us somewhat of a review. Give us a bit of a rating. That kind of just gets us more out there. It gives us more exposure. So any kind of free way you can show that support, that would be your best option. Again, other ones, Spotify, Google, any platform you search us, you'll probably find us. Um, you can support us in the show by following other options for free is our social media, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, just searching our name, Weird Distractions Podcast. If you're looking for more of us, you can consider joining one of our two tiers on Patreon. Both tiers get both monthly bonus episodes, behind the scenes footage, some stickers, a little bit more here and there. Again, a variety of different topics on there, a little bit more true crime than we choose to pick from. So but whatever is your fancy. We want to shout out our current patrons. We have Tom Bailey and Angela. Again, thank you guys as always. You're always giving us some support and we appreciate that. We love you, my little Mariah Carey moment. As always. And beyond those options, you can also give us a one-time pledge on buy me a coffee of any amount you choose. Or head over to Redbubble. We have merchandise available, um, any of our logos that we've made up. Pretty much on anything you can search, we can put it on at that point. Us, we're always looking for some content for our listener distractions episodes. We've gotten a few stories here and there, which has been nice, but we still need a little bit more just to get a good episode out there. Uh, we have the one out that's been out since June 13th, so we would like to get another goodie out. Again, any story, large or small, weird, scary, anything basically, um, email it to us, our weird distractions podcast at outlook.com so we can give you some more of that good content. Yes, and if you need a distraction, we got you. Bye. Bye.